Tapes. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Jeremy from Buckeye Coasters, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Bernie. And D. From Kidult TV. And you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. I accept the Coaster Challenge. 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 Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? What is the Coaster Challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, David Cantu and J.D. Prescott. Hey, how's it going, J.D.? It's going great, David. How are you? We're doing good, doing good. Happy Friday. Ooh, Friday. TGIF, uh, right? Oh, weekend. When you got a really tough, tough work week or just always look forward to Fridays. I don't, I don't get it. It's just something about yeah, Fridays. something about Fridays, man. I just, uh, you know, it's it's the one. It's I feel like it's the holiday every week for us. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just uh, it's you know it's been you know June has been a very productive month. I would say, especially for this podcast, so many people we've been interviewing this week, and uh, I'm just want to thank everybody out there who has been coming on, being guests, and I just, uh, I'm just amazed. I'm very, very proud of the what we've been, what we've been doing on here. I really want to thank our team. Uh, we've been working very hard because we really want this podcast to be fun, exciting, and educational. And so far, I will say, out of the 12 episodes that we have released so far, we have had quite a few uh, lessons learned when it comes to fighting fear. Yes, we have. So, But we've got a very, this is a very special episode. I'm very honored. Uh, we got a father and son on today with Andrew named John and Tyler. And Tyler is a Coaster Kids ambassador, hmm. and uh, he's got a very incredible story. It's a very amazing story. I can't wait for you guys to hear about it. It's it's probably the one of the most heartfelt stories I've ever heard on this podcast so far to date. So I am very excited that Andrew is standing by with John and Tyler. But let's do our segment, JD. Let's do our YouTube, YouTube highlight clip, clip of the week. YouTube clip of the week. All right. In this YouTube clip, you know, I think JD and I can both agree here, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you that are listening would also agree. When you're in a relationship with somebody, you know relationships are not perfect. No, they're not. Especially in marriages, too. There's always going to be problems. And the one thing that the most important thing in a relationship is if there's ever a conflict, you want to make sure to resolve those conflicts quickly and make sure that both sides are are happy with the with the outcome. compromise. Yeah, with the outcome. Yeah, a lot of compromising is involved when you're in a relationship and you know, you got to remember that when you're in a relationship, you're it's a partnership. You work together, right? Yep. Well, there's we, no I in that team. Yeah. So, we happened to saw a YouTube clip this past week. It's called couples therapy. So, this therapy, though, very unique, something I've never seen before. But uh, there was a young couple that 
the the girlfriend is joining the military. And I would like to say thank you for your service. Of course, always thank you for your service, especially anyone who is in our mil- is in our U.S. military. We really want to thank you for your support and uh, for everything you guys all do to keep us safe and keep us free. But this couple, the girlfriend's joining the military, but the boyfriend is against it. And so they had a major conflict about this. He does not want his girlfriend joining. She's planning on joining the Air Force. So they decided to resolve this conflict once and for all by getting on a roller coaster. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't sound like a half bad idea. So this couple got on a arrow corkscrew. It's not at Cedar Point. It's not at Silverwood. I don't know exactly where this corkscrew coaster is. It's out in the forest area it looks like somewhere in the midwest it looks yeah. like in the midwest u.s but this couple decided they're not going to get off this coaster until their conflict is resolved and so jd and i are watching this clip they must have been on that coaster so many times but every time they would get around they're they're and they're talking to each other while riding this coaster they're, they're hashing out this problem and i will say an arrow corkscrew jd <laughs> an arrow corkscrew the most this ride is so rough. It's such a headbanger. I've been on it at Cedar Point. I've, I've I mean, been on I've, I've been on arrow looping coasters like Viper, Demon. Uh, I've just Viper's been, a good headbanger. I've been on Vor, I've been on Vortex over at Kings Island. But this one this one's a lot like the uh, <laughs> uh, Corkscrew. Yeah, yeah it's corkscrew. like our it's like our Viper out here. Yeah. Well, this one's like exactly like Corkscrew at Cedar Point and. The conversations they were having, I can't really say on on the air because some of them are pretty personal personal conversations they were having. But um, let's just say that after writing it almost 20 times. Yeah. Um, and they were in, you could tell by every time they were getting lap after lap after lap, they were, you could tell they were getting tired. And they were not getting off till they resolved this conflict. But it finally, I guess the boyfriend caved in and admitted that he loves her deeply and that he's going to support her joining the military and work it out no matter what. Yeah, I, I commend him because not a lot of people, most people would just say, fine, you're on your own, have fun, see you later. Yeah, and I will tell you, uh, coming from a military family, it's not easy when you got a husband or wife deployed and they're gone for eight months to a year. It, it can be really hard. Um, the one thing is military spouses are probably some of the toughest people that can handle their their other spouse being gone for such long periods of time. There's a lot of people out there that can't handle that. they got to have their husband or wife by their side all the time. So I commend all the, all the military spouses out there that are tough enough to be able to handle being away from their, from their spouse. For such a long period of time, or their it's, 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 it's yeah, their family for a long time. It's very tough, especially being away. If you have kids, it's got to be very tough. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely got to be. Well, I have I have a child, and I mean, granted, I'm nowhere was in the military, but I was a truck driver, and coming home, I was I was the center of my of my kids' universe. I was the center. You know, she was excited whenever anytime Daddy came home. And that's so. the that, those are some of the good good point good memories is that when you come home. The amount of time you can spend with them. Exactly. And spoil them, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But you know what? This is actually a, a healthy way for a couple to be able to resolve a conflict. So if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're having issues, may not hurt to get on a roller coaster and stay on there until you resolve the conflict. 
If we had world leaders to do that, I think we might be able to resolve world peace. Mm, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. Their, their, their current age, who knows? I don't know. Maybe someone will have a heart attack. <laughs> I don't know. But... but it would it, actually, you know what? It would open up a great line of dialogue. Yeah, it definitely would if you keep them all trapped on maybe a ride like Top Thrill Dragster. <laughs> it may not get a whole lot of talking done, but it'll definitely get the dialogue going. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep, guys, that would be a pretty good lesson. If you have a conflict with your loved one, put them on a roller coaster and don't get off until you resolve it. Or try to try to learn to compromise. <laughs> yeah compromise is always important but i would say that was a good youtube highlight clip Clip of the week week. youtube clip of the week all right so andrew's got a very special guest on today we've got john and tyler and uh this is a very very awesome interview and uh Looking forward to hearing from hearing about it. So take it away, Andrew. Thank you, David and JD. This is Andrew, one of the producers of the Coaster Challenge podcast. I'm here doing an interview today with another, uh, actually a couple of special guests that we have. So uh, those of you listening to the podcast, you may remember a few weeks ago, we had a very special VIP guest on in the name of uh, Jeff Joyner, Coaster Dad from Coaster Kids. And uh, after the uh, episode, Jeff and I were uh, talking over instant message and he sent me a YouTube video and I watched that video and I was just completely moved and blown away. And it's about a family of uh, coaster enthusiasts and uh, they have a very, very special story. So today we're going to tell their story. And really what we're going to talk about today is about triumph over adversity. And we have two very special guests. So I'd like to introduce John and Tyler Winnick. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for joining us today. So again, this is going to be a little different because you guys have a really cool story. So uh, that, that story, I guess, has a few different parts to it, chronologically speaking. So John, I think it's most appropriate if you tell the first part of the story, which is uh, tell us about the beginning and actually tell us about the family and, and so forth, but and who's part of the family. But uh, in particular, I want to hear uh, and have our have our audience learn about the beginning of Tyler, who's with us today, and David, who was not could not join us today, the beginning of their lives, who they are, and, and the challenges they face from day one. Yeah, so um, long story um, short is my wife and I were um, love to travel. We love to go all over the country and ride coasters. Uh, before the kids came along, we would go on a summer trip every year. Some years it was Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, and some years it was, you know, we went to Magic Mountain in California, and we used to do all that fun stuff. And um, then when we had Tyler and David, um, it was a very rough pregnancy, and um, it was a touch and go for a long time with the two of them. And uh, we knew we were having twins, and we knew that it was going to be a very, very challenging life for both the twins. Um, long story short, after they were born, we didn't get too much time to ride coasters and all that had to be put on the back burner for many, many years. So um, Tyler and David um, had a lot of catching up to do and they had a lot of medical challenges that they both had to get through. Tyler's brother is blind and cognitively delayed. Of course, Tyler's autistic. And so there was a lot of therapy. There was a lot of doctor's appointments. There was a lot of back and forth to hospitals. And, and medical appointments. So you know, all the coaster fun stuff kind of took a break. As they got a little older and Tyler got um, you know, a little stronger, they were both physically very weak for a long time. But as they both got older and stronger, we started going to Kittyland and uh, Melrose Park and um, Indiana Beach and Six Flags Great America finally. And Tyler took to rides like a duck to water. So he loved all that stuff. Loved the log rides and he loved the little dipper roller coaster and um, all the um, spinning rides. And 
So it kind of came natural to him. And David, on the other hand, we started off really slow with him because he, he's, he's blind. So it was hard for him to understand, you know, I'm being put on a ride or a mechanical unit and I got to hang on. And he didn't really understand the instructions. So David kind of cut his teeth going on rides with uh, me on, on simple rides, um, you know, like the train and the merry-go-round. We bring him on and he loved those two. And um, as they've gotten bigger, they both, you know, taken their own path. Uh, to getting on more and more rides and we've all kind of grown as a family every year now we've been taking a road trip right about what like the last five years yeah, last so, 40 years four yeah. years and um, we've been doing it all together and and it's, it's been a blast so it's been a lot of fun thank you john that's a you know really interesting story how the you know the beginning of uh, tyler and david's life and looking forward to hearing more about it i know already from watching the the Coaster Kids feature video about about you guys, that uh, there's more to tell. We're going to be talking about that here as we continue the interview today. For both of you, what was your first coaster you ever rode? Well, my first coaster was the Little Dipper at Kittyland, and now it's gotten moved to Great America. Great America bought that because Kittyland was shut down in 2009. So I still go on Little Dipper with my friends and other coaster enthusiasts. And that's something for all ages to enjoy. And your brother you go on. Yeah, and my brother. And believe it or not, that was my first coaster too. Nice. So grew up, yeah, we grew up in Chicagoland and um, that was a local park, you know, it was a few minutes away from the house. And I remember going there as a kid and, you know, going there and, and riding that thing on the weekends. So kind of means a lot. And we're very, you know, very glad Great America bought that and saved the Little Dipper. That was one of the best PR things that they could have ever, ever done. So um, that worked out well. And now, you know, I wrote it yesterday. So it's, uh, it's one of those things that um, it, it's, it worked out. That's well. great. Okay. Well, thank you for telling me uh, about your first coaster for each of you. And uh, I got to say this is the first time in any interviews that I've done that I have uh, heard pe people have the same first coaster. And I talk to a lot of families, situations where there's fathers and sons and fathers and daughters and brothers and, and different things like that. Because uh, I also help produce another coaster enthusiast podcast which is the official Ride With Us podcast for ACE. And I have a recurring segment on there called Coasters Run the Family. I've talked to many families over the past couple of years. You guys are the first where a two different generations have the same first coaster. That's pretty cool. So, okay. So we talked about your first coasters and we're going to kind of start to move forward in your life, Tyler. I, uh, I think you have a very special part of your life to tell us about. And that is, I'd like to hear, like you to tell our audience all about the day that changed your life. Well, I remember the exact day where my life was changed. The exact day was June 16th, 2017. And what I accomplished was definitely something that I never thought that I would accomplish. It's accomplishing my fears from an upside down roller coaster. So I'm going to kind of start this off. The day before, sure. Logan from Coaster Kids was having a meetup at Six Flags Great America. I saw all the other coaster kids go on the upside down coasters and I just wanted to ride him so bad and be a part of the group. I was terrified. I was terrified of upside down roller coasters. However, the next day with Logan and his dad's encouragement and some encouragement from my mom and dad and from some other coaster kids, I was, I was able to say, hey, you know what? I'm ready to be brave. Like actually on the way to Great America that day, I was talking to my dad and I was saying, dad, I'm ready to be brave. So during that morning, our first ride of the day was Joker. So I went on with my dad. We flipped upside down one time 
and I loved it. And I started going on more and more upside down coasters. That day, I actually went on two more at Six Flags Great America, which were Goliath and X-Flight. And I felt so proud of myself. I think that's the most important thing. I will never forget that day. I was just so proud of myself for that. That's awesome. So I, and I'm not going to go into the full story because I've already told it, I think a couple of times now here on this podcast in previous episodes, but um, my experience with my kind of facing that same fear, you know, you know, like you, when I was a little kid and I was riding coasters, but I was riding, you know, wooden coasters and mine train coasters. I was not riding looping coasters. I was afraid of them. In fact, I was so afraid of going upside down in gym class. I wouldn't do somersaults. I was just definitely afraid, even on the ground. And, um, you know, when I, when, when I was a senior in high school, did a trip to Great Adventure and my, wound up being my first inverting or upside down roller coaster was the Great American Screen Machine, which was a old arrow mega looper they used to have there. And like you, it wasn't just about conquering the fear, which was great and felt great, but I had so much fun in this coaster with multiple inversions. And that just fed my desire to go ride more upside down coasters. And, and really that's the day, you know, you talk about June 7, it was it June 16th of 2017, right? That's yes. the day that changed your life. So I don't remember what the date was, but it was back in 1992. It would have been, I'm showing my age here. That, that was the day that I became a coaster enthusiast because my passion for coasters just erupted after going on my first inverting coaster. So, you know, I think, you know, we talk a lot about fear on this podcast and conquering fear. And one of the aspects of that is you're able to, you know, face more things in life and enjoy more things in life. And part of it is when you face a fear, it may not be something where you realize it's nothing to be afraid of once you face it and, you're, and it's a fear is you know, irrational. You may actually find something that you love by facing it. And that's really what, it, what you know, facing fears with coasters can be about. So um, I'm curious to hear from both of you, I guess, first, Tyler, getting over that fear of riding an upside down coaster and riding, it sounds like at least a couple of them that day on, on that June 16th. How did that impact your life from that point forward? Well, that impacted my life in many ways. Ever since that day, I started to meet more coaster kids and more friends. And it's not always just about the coasters. A lot of times what's more important than coasters is making friends and having more friends. Like in 2016, so kind of like five years ago, I never had any friends outside of school. And I only had a very, I only had maybe like one or two people that were considered to me friends in school. But now today in 2021, I have made over 40 friends outside of school having the same interest, which is roller coasters. So it's not always just about coasters. Sometimes it's about me making friends and having more friends to hang out with me and help me through my life and to get on more coasters and to go all across the Midwest and the U.S. to basically just ride more coasters and just have fun. Nice, nice. I can relate to that. Uh, You know, I have a number of hobbies or passions, as I like to call them. And of course, one of them is coasters and other sports cars and, and some other things. Certainly, for example, because of coasters, I've made some awesome friends. The founder of Coaster Challenge, David, who's with us today, yeah, he is a wonderful close friend of mine. And we met at an ACE event just, uh, what, three years ago and just under three years ago. And I have countless other friends, both here in Florida, where I live and, and, and far away all over the country that I know and, 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 and have good friendships with, close friendships with because of coasters. I think uh, while we were off the air earlier, David was talking to you guys about this, but uh, David and I are going to be going to Hollywood Nights for the first time for each of us here, here in uh, June, coming up in just a few months. And I've already been in touch with so many of my friends, my coaster enthusiast friends. 
And uh, I'm already have a list of people that I hope hoping to see when they're there, you know, be there all at once. And I'm really excited about that, you know, crazy enthusiast event. So totally get it what you're saying, Tyler, about making friends and, you know, having their friends be there for you and friends you can relate to and you can talk to about things that excite you. Now, even beyond friends, is there, did, did that day that changed your life and facing your fears and what, what you did, did that affect your life in any way beyond coasters, beyond friendships? Did the quality of your life improve? Like, can you tell me about that? I think my quality of life did improve. It kind of like gradually improved. And I get it like making more friends was one thing, but a couple other things was getting over my fear of loud noises. Like, for example, I used to have the headphones on in grade school right before a fire drill because it would be so loud. But now I don't need that anymore. So with coasters and with other friends, that kind of helps me with uh, other stuff too in life that normal people don't get to experience that fear. And sometimes with autism, there's some autistic kids that have sensory issues with coasters. That kind of helps with other things too with autism. I can just add on. The last coaster Tyler conquered at Six Flags Great America was V2. And that's because it's the loudest. And he would, I mean, it took a long time. I mean, he was on everything else over there, Goliath, Raging Bull, all of them. But the V2 was a tough one for him to get through because it's got that loud launch noise and the shrieking noises that zooms by and everything. So as you're waiting in the station. So and now he could go on it today. He walked right on it and not bad an eye. So, I mean, it's a, that's just testament to, to what he's talking about. And that's the same for everything else at Six Flags Great America. I'm basically kind of coaster-wise, pretty much afraid of nothing. Nice, nice. And, you know, so I, I guess, and I, and, I, and I hate to use the word normal because, you know, whether you're autistic or you have, you know, anxiety or any other kind of, you know, mental health-based disorders or physical disorders, none of us are normal. We all have our things. Everyone, no one's perfect. <laughs> so I think a better way to perhaps put this, to frame this is by conquering your fears and, you know, with the coasters and so forth, you know, type the loud noises, making friends, you're, I, I, would you say probably a good way to look at it is that you're able to have a less restricted life, a more full life, right? Yes. Before I rode coasters, I could do a few things, but most of the time, sometimes I couldn't just do other things that normal people and normal kids would do. And now since I rode coasters and now since I've, I have more friends in my life, I'm able to improve on, uh, let's say, for example, my social skills. Uh, it gets less restricted for me because I have more opportunities to ride coasters and hang out and it's some other stuff too. I have more opportunities in school more opportunities with my family and some other stuff in life too. And to be involved with some of their interests too. I mean, you've gone yeah. sledding, you've done the haunted houses, you've done other yeah, things. I've done a lot with of other things. Friends you met at coast, you know, through coasters, bowling, bowling right, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, there's been a lot of, you had such a narrow path, path a narrow range of interest before yeah. going on the coasters has helped you see, hey, you know what, my friend likes coasters and bowling and my friend likes coasters and yeah. haunted houses yeah. and you know let me try some of this it might be fun so yeah, yeah that's absolutely fantastic now you mentioned school a little bit so does your uh, how old are you tyler 16. Uh, 16 you said yes okay so when uh, the day that changed your life that was four years ago so you were what in junior high school at that point i was in i sixth grade going into seventh it was in June, oh, so I was about 12 okay. years old. Okay. So, but certainly after that day, 
you know, in, in the years following, that was where coasters were really were helping you a lot, right? Because you were con- it conquered everything. So um, it was, is your school or the school that you were attending, I guess now you're in high school, but the school that you were attending then and maybe even now being in high school, are they aware of how helpful coasters have been for you? Is there any kind of understanding there? Yes, they are. Uh, I've been telling all my teachers and all my friends of how coasters has helped me and how making friends has helped me. They've definitely noticed that I've improved on my social skills and I've improved with peers. Like I still have some issues with that, but the best part about it is that I've improved and I've improved like academically. Like for example, right now I got straight A's for the second semester and I've been having a lot of A's and B's in all my classes. I've been paying attention more. I've been retending and remembering information more of what I learned in school. I've been just been doing better. I'm with coasters that really set me up to do better. Coasters and friends kind of taught me to just kind of just roll with the punches and do better in life. And that's what I'm striving to do. And I hope to continue doing that for many years to come. That's, that's excellent. And by the way, congratulations on those straight A's. That's awesome. As someone who, um, was very self-motivated throughout school, you know, elementary up through college. And I, I usually got pretty good grades. And I was very proud of that, as, as anyone should be. And I can tell you as an adult, um, you know, having gone to college and everything, you know, getting good grades and doing well in school, that really sets you up for awesome things in life. So keep it going. I'm really, really proud of you. That's awesome. So, um, so John, in, in terms of the, it's a little bit more about the school aspect of things. So have you guys as a family, or maybe just you and Tyler, have you gone to any parks or any trips where you had to take off time from, or Tyler to take off time from school? Um, you know, I think um, he's missed like a day here or there. We've not like gone a, a, like a block of time where he's had to take like several days off or anything. A lot of times it's, you know, um, on a weekend or four day weekend where he might miss a day, you know, either coming back or the day before we go or something, you know. So he's really not missed very much school at all for any coaster trips. We try and plan them to right, right around when school gets out and um, spring break and Columbus Day weekend, which she gets a four-day weekend for. So that's when the usual um, time frame is for, for a lot of our trips. So um, I think one year, didn't you miss your last day of school and when we went? Was it yeah. the first park or something? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was yeah, one of them. It was kind of before I kind of faced my fears, but yeah, exactly. But for the most part, he's he, he's he's pretty good at, at not missing too much school. There's like I said, there's been a day of here or there. When we yeah, went to Texas, we missed uh, the last day. I had like remote learning. learning. Yeah, too. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there it wasn't you go. too big of a deal. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm. I'm. I think that's great because it sounds like your studies are going well, getting good grades, and you know, I know you guys like. You guys go on trips because, tr- you know, traveling is an integral part of being an enthusiast. You, you know, yeah. otherwise you're just going to go to your local park, your home parks. Right. So, exactly. you know, it's great to hear that you're able to kind of balance everything. That's awesome. So, you know, Andrew, um, one thing I did yeah. want to mention going back to that, too, that Tyler didn't really bring up, but I can bring up firsthand is uh, one thing that it's really helped with him um, is his patience. Yes. I, mean, this is, I couldn't wait 10 minutes in the line. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, my God. Yeah, I, yeah right. Fine. Exactly. And. You know, just just for I reason. wish the queue line at benches so that I could sit down. Uh, had a real hard time yeah. just, you know, not being fidgety and just to, to show you how far he's come. He waited with his friends because we went to Six Flags over Texas and it was it was pretty crowded that day. We went on a Saturday and he waited two and a half hours for a live Vibora. So with with his friends because they wanted to get the credit. 
And, um, you know, and he came off no worse for the wear. And, you know, his friend said, you know, he was fine line, you know, there wasn't no, no issues whatsoever. So um, that just shows you how much that it's helped him conquer, you know, some of his, some of the issues that he had before, you know, coasters and before theme parks. So. Excellent. That's great. Yeah. It sounds like kind of peeling away the onion here. We're learning more and more of how how uh, important and how influential coasters have been on your life. And you're, again, you're just 16, you've got a whole life ahead of you. So who knows what can happen from there? So that's awesome. So, so of course, as we talked about earlier, John was describing, uh, Tyler, you have a twin brother, David, and yes. um, he has, you know, his own challenges as you do. And one of the things is that he's blind. So that obviously, you know, think about it, coasters are about, a lot about physical feelings, but they're also very visual. Because you're you're seeing what's happening, you see you know a um, you know what's coming up in the course of a coaster and different elements, and you know you're it's linked up with the forces you're feeling currently and about to feel. So um, you know, John, I know you touched upon this, but Tyler, maybe you could share, given that he's your twin brother, as of now, him being 16 as well, where has he gone with coasters? What kind of coasters has he been able to ride up until this point, and what does he say about coasters and, and so forth? Well, in fact, coasters a lot of times bring joy to him. And we know that David is happy on roller coasters when he smiles. You see the big smile on his face and you see that he's having just as much fun as I do. You know, in fact, I think it was two days ago at Six Flags Great America's opening day, David rode Raging Bull and X-Flight. And we, yeah, for the first time. And we never because of how intense that is. But now, as he's getting older, now he can notice things like, okay, I'm on a coaster, but even though we can't physically see, that's wonderful that we're able to get him on these types of coasters. And even though we can't physically say what his fears are, me and my parents make the decision on what coasters to put him on. And we want to make sure he's having a lot of fun, just the same as me and just the same as my friends. So it's been wonderful that we always like to bring David to amusement parks too. He is a great brother. And I love him a lot. And I hope that nice. he's going to be able to get on more roller coasters soon. That's awesome. And, and you know, you got to think if imagine if, you know, not being able to see how scary coasters would be. You don't even know what you're getting on. And so, you know, of course, you, Tyler, you've, you know, you've you've taken and very much excelled with the Be Brave Challenge of Coaster Kids. But, you know, David, even more so. And, and that's really awesome. And, and so is there anything because he can't see the coasters? Uh, do either of you describe anything to them about him, either before or afterwards? Or how does that work? Yeah, I can answer that. That's I'm David's ride buddy, usually. I'm usually the one that goes on with him, especially if there's a new coaster or something that he's not familiar with. Like if I tell him we're going on a little dipper, he knows that coaster by heart. So, you know, he knows every square inch of it and what it does. But like when we went on Raging Bull, I kind of had to tell him, you know, we're going up a really big lift hill and it's going because he knows the ticking sound. So he understands that we're getting higher and higher. So, you know, and he was like, wow, this is going on forever. I've never been on one this long, <laughs> you know. So and I told him, I said, first, we're going to go on one little dippity do and then a real big drop. And, you know, so it's it's hard once the coaster gets going because, you know, you're it's so loud. He's having fun. I'm trying to scream in his ear, we're turning this way, you know, and then I said, we're going to be going up a big hill, you know, you know, but I, you know, he, he has total trust in us that, you know, what, what we do is going to be fun, which is nice. You know, he's nonverbal, so he can't really tell you after the coaster if that, yeah, no, dad, I really didn't like that or dad, that was awesome. You know, but what, like Tyler said, he smiles. So 
if he goes on to ride and I'm not getting the smiles, I know it's not, you know, he's not being entertained. But if he's on a ride and he's, we're getting a big ear-to-ear -ear smile, we know this is a ride for David. So, you know, that's how we usually kind of know what, what's going on with him and, and the rides. But um, he took really well the Raging Bull. We went on it again later in the day, and he enjoyed it just as much as second time. And, um, you know, like for X-Flight, um, you know, I had to tell him we're going on loopity loops. So he likes the super loops, the Larson super loops. He loves that loopity loop feeling and hanging upside down and everything. So he kind of knew, you know, that there's going to be some of that. So we give him verbal cues. He, he has very good receptive language skills. He knows what you're talking about. He just can't verbally communicate it back to you very good. So um, we do our best to, you know, try and, and help him out. But yeah, I could, uh, I could imagine being blind and, you know, going on. I don't know if I could do it, you know, if I, if I could go on Raging Bull and not be able to see what's going on or just trust someone that this is going to be fun. But he does. He does. He's uh, we're blessed with that. And he's very easygoing and he wants to have fun just like his brother does. And, you know, he was talking about Six Flags a uh, week before we opening day and he's rides, rides, take me on rides. So, you know, he he was. Um, he was he was ready to have fun on Saturday too, just like Tyler's. That's great. So yeah, yeah I, I gotta say you got two brave boys there, clearly. <laughs> Thank That's you. awesome. Be very Thank proud. You. I do, I do, I agree with that. Awesome. I have a great father so, too. So <laughs> it really sounds and, and again, in as I mentioned earlier, I interview a lot of families for the other podcasts I help out with. And what I've discovered is and, and it's not necessarily specific to coasters, but Really, what it comes down to is when you have a family that has and shares a passion with each other, a hobby, it really brings them together. It's kind of like they say dinner for a family is very important because everyone's coming together at the end of the day and they're all sharing them together. Well, even better than just an hour for dinner is something like a coast, being a coaster enthusiast where you're doing road trips and getting excited yeah. and talking about what rides you want to do and, and going to the parks together. Oh. Yeah, we, we call it family therapy. So that's when we're going yeah. to a park, it's family therapy for us. So we all enjoy it. And, um, you know, Saturday, all four of us between all our crazy schedules, we got to go to the park and uh, we all came home. We were all just on cloud nine because it was all so, so much fun, you know, so, and we hang out with some other awesome families. We've met a lot of great kids and a lot of other um, awesome families and awesome parents and um, we get to hang out with them on a regular basis at our park and we've met them all across the country. So it's, it's been just, I mean, words can't describe on what a, what a, what a blessing roller coasters have been to us. That's fantastic. And you brought up a really good word there. It's an important word. It may kind of be obvious to people who've been listening to this podcast for, uh, you know, since the beginning or for a while now, because uh, it's really a common theme, but therapy, uh, you know, people think that coasters and theme parks, oh, it's, well, if you got some extra money and it's for fun and it's a luxury and it's those things, certainly it's not necessarily inexpensive, but coasters are therapeutic. They are therapy for myself. I, I have, I'm bipolar and I, you know, I have you know, anxiety and, and, and prone to depression if I'm not careful. So coasters are my therapy, theme parks are my therapy and they keep me balanced in my life so that I don't become depressed. Even if I have stress, I, for example, right now have a tremendous amount of stress going on in my life, but you probably can't even tell. Because I'm able to I go to parks. I was just at Universal over the weekend, go to Bush Gardens Tampa next weekend, Universal again. And, you know, I just, I have my therapy. I have my fun stress relievers. And it's, it's I cannot, yeah, I cannot emphasize how important that is for not just for me, but for anyone. And, you know, and then David, you know, with his Tourette's coasters and theme parks, keep that at bay. 
Um, you know, we mentioned again, the word therapy. I have a friend of mine uh, that we're actually hoping to have a, be a guest here on the podcast in the near future. His name's Justin and he has a uh, Instagram channel. It's called inverted therapy. And he has a special story that is different than anyone else that we've in, interviewed on this podcast. I'm hoping to be able to tell that story. Uh, and it actually is it related to military service and the impacts that that had on his life and how coasters helped him. But, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get him on the show. But in any case, yeah, I'm glad you guys have get that therapy and, and benefit from it. So, you know, so far in the interview, we've talked about some kind of serious, heavy topics, but, you know, positive things, of course, and how coasters have helped your family and especially you, Tyler, and your brother, David, and so forth. And now I want to kind of turn to like kind of the second half of our interview and have a little more fun. And this is a question I think both of you are welcome to answer. You probably have, maybe have different answers, maybe not. But what would you say has been your craziest moment on a coaster? Well, my craziest coaster is why I can remember. It was at Hollywood Nights 2020. It was when our group took over the whole train on voyage. We were just all screaming. We were all putting our hands up. We were having fun. It was no trims. It was amazing. Uh, it's my number one coaster. It's awesome. Uh, mine, it might be, there's a couple that come to mind for me. Um, you know, we had um, a couple years ago, we had a Coaster Kids Day at Kentucky Kingdom. And um, somehow we got ERT for our group on um, a couple of the rides before the park opened and after the park opened. And the one after the park closed was Storm Chaser. And do you remember that ERT session? Oh, that was yeah. insane. I mean, we were off and on, off and on. Because we didn't have, I mean, we have, for Coaster Kids, we had a big group. But I mean, in reality, like compared to like when, ACE was there this past uh, year, you know, was nothing. So the line wasn't very long. So we were, you know, every other train we were on, on Storm Chaser and it was phenomenal. I mean, it was running. And, and I wasn't on this train, but I remember it was one of the days, I don't know what year, that you guys jammed one more time right then. And, yep. they, and they said, oh, just because you're coaster kids, we're going to let you all go on again. We got a rewrite. We were, we were just so crazy when we got back to the station. So that's one of them. But one of the other ones that come to mind is when, do you remember like last year when we were at um, Silver Dollar City on Outlaw Run, the last train yes. of the night? And um, we got on last seat last row, last train, and the fireworks were going off, and it was just another crazy ride. So, I mean, it was, it was just, it's etched in my mind. So that's just two of my, two of my moments. But Tyler's Hollywood Nights, that's another one. I mean, that was epic. And there's been so many, it's, it's hard to pinpoint just one, but those are a couple that come to my mind. Those are some good stories, good examples. And, you know, I have, whether it be uh, ACE events or just parks weren't busy or just other, yeah. some other unique situations I've been in. I've, you know, I've gotten to marathons and coasters, uh, you know, on, off, on, off, on, off. Um, probably one of my most unique examples of that. And I've spoken of it a little bit before in this podcast, especially very recently when we interviewed Chuck Cole. Um, I, uh, and actually Chuck and his son, uh, Chase, we uh, marathoned Tron in Shanghai, which you never hear of Tron being marathon because it's the most popular ride in the park. And it's, you know, usually very busy. We were all there in March and in the winter. And the park was dead and we just kept going on it and on it and on it. It's such, such an amazing ride. Um, and I've done this other, some, uh, some rides at Universal. I can't really go into specifics of how I was able to do that, but I was able to do a, uh, several of the coasters, Universal Orlando. And uh, there's been some other, you know, things like this. And it's a very special experience. One of my, I guess one funny uh, one I'll, I'll mention here is, um, you know, as a ch coaster challenge, we're on the media list for various parks. And one of the park chains that we have a really good media um, relationship with is SeaWorld Busch Gardens. And, 
a few years ago, back in would have been uh, what 2019, uh, when um, the Skyrocket Two at Bush Gardens Tampa, a Tigris opened. Uh, we were invited to a VIP night, and I went out there. I was able to bring a guest. I brought my friend Mark uh, from El Toro Ryan Coaster Idiots. He lives here in Florida, and the two of us went there. And the RT involved Tigris, of course, itself, as well as um, the Log Flume, and I think there was another coaster as well. Uh, Shikra, of course, Shikra. So we marathon Shikra a bit. And, you know, anyway, so the dive coasters, um, they ride really well. They're very smooth. And so that was easy to, to, to marathon. But uh, Tigris, you know, being a Skyrocket 2, those are, you know, little, these little small little footprint coasters. They look like, you know, yeah, they go upside down, of course, but they don't look like they'd be too intense. But, you know, Mark and I, we wound up just marathoning that towards the end of the ERT, the end of the evening. And I think we did it like 12 times in a row. And I, uh, I don't have issues with getting sick on rides. I go on spinning rides. I don't get dizzy or I've never vomited or anything. But after 12 rides on Tigris, I was getting close. I was glad the ERT was ending. I was a little embarrassed. But, you know, everything can get to be too much, I guess, in life, no matter what. But, okay. If you don't so, mind, Andrew, I want to yeah. interject on one special moment. Yes. I, I would say the one greatest thing is we all have – the one thing about being a coaster enthusiast are these special moments. And since everyone's sharing special moments, I think one special moment I had was I attended a special private event at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. And my buddy and I got to have the Joker, their RMC coaster, all to ourselves. It was just me and him in the front row, empty train, nobody, behind, nobody in the train with us. And we marathoned that thing 22 times in a row, just the two of us. Huh. And wow. everybody was everybody was all focused on the concerts and the, the party down below. But him and I were on the coasters and we just you don't get to hear you get to have an RMC coaster to yourself 22 times at all and in, in, in anywhere in the country. So that that's one moment. I have a picture of me and him on the empty train just sitting in my office. So that is probably one great moment for me. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we could go on for you know a long time because we have a coaster. Uh, uh, Cornball. Cornball Express. We did 30 times in one day. And then the next time we went to the park, we did 25 times. So we did like, you know, 50 something times in a, in a year, just on Cornball. So Indiana beach is real good for that because a lot of times, you know, later in early in the season, later in the season, sometimes it's not that busy. might change now with the way they're marketing the place, but um, you know, we've, we've had our fair share of Cornball rides. Remember you and the coaster kids 30 times. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And David Joker, by the way, that was my first RMC. So that, that's a, that's an awesome little RMC. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I want to get on that one. That one looks really fun. It's it a small fun. RMC. It's not, yeah. It's a small RMC, but it's a lot of fun. Um, I yep. enjoyed it. It's pretty in- intense. I like it. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. Packs a punch. Packs a punch. So uh, continuing on kind of talking about some fun things here. So again, uh, both each of you, John, Tyler, um, what would you say is your favorite coaster? My favorite coaster is the Voyage of Holiday World. Uh, I don't know if I said this earlier in the interview, but that is my number one coaster. I think you did mention that, come to think of it. So um, I've never been on Voyage, but again, going to Hollywood Nights here soon. David and I, first time at Hollywood Nights, and it's my first time to Holiday World, period. So, And I love wooden coasters. Ghost Rider is, uh, is the one wooden coaster in my top 10. And I love Ghost Rider. I love GCI. But um, I've been on a couple of Gravity Group coasters, but not any of the big ones. And I'm really looking forward to um, to doing uh, Voyage. That's going to be awesome. What about you, John? What's your favorite? Um, I'm, you know, I'm going to go with Steel Vengeance still. I mean, I know it's, <laughs> since it came out, it blew everybody away. And then it's kind of like falling off the radar. 
But for me, it's still, I mean, it's got everything in a coaster I love. A, it's long. I love long coasters. B, it's got the most airtime of any coaster, and I love airtime. You know, C, it's intense but smooth. That's right up my alley. So, I mean, I, I love it. And, I mean, I, I you can't go wrong with field ending. Nice. That's fantastic. And, uh, you know, here we are, 2021. And, uh, you know, I'm based here in Florida in the theme park, theme park capital near Orlando is where I live. And uh, there's a few coasters opening up here this year. Uh, two of which I think are going to be very likely in people's top 10 lists, maybe even up at the top. And that's, of course, Iron and Velocicoaster. So uh, I'm curious to see um, what people are going to be thinking, um, you know, for example, with each of those. And, and uh, you know, next week, starting this coming Sunday, beginning of May here, uh, we have uh, AP previews scheduled for Velocicoaster. And all of us, you know, signed up last week. I, I got a slot for Sunday, the first day of it. Friends of this podcast, they've actually been on the show. Larry and Gene Lines are going to be flying in for the week so they can get on Velocicoaster. And they got reservations and going to get to see them and enjoy the parks with them whenever they come down here in Florida. Good friends of mine. And uh, I know others, other friends of mine locally are going to be getting on Velocicoaster with these previews. So very curious to see what people say about uh, where it yeah, runs for them. That so. one that one looks incredible. That one, is, I mean, they, they went uh, over and above and beyond the call of duty with, with that one. That one looks really good. So. Iron yeah, does too. I mean, they both. Oh yeah, really good. yeah. Yeah, with Velocicoaster, uh, it's kind of a joke thing, but it's almost like what they did with it uh, matches the theme of Jurassic Park. In that, you know, John Hammond, the creator of Jurassic Park, in that in that fictional universe, he said, you know, spare no expense. So you know, Velocicoaster, you know, it clearly was an expensive ride, much like Hagrid's. Um, you know, a very, very intricate layout, all the landscaping, the special features, the theming. So they spared no expense with that one. Looks looks like it's going to be awesome. So, it's, it's so speaking, what's that? I said, it's definitely going to be a good one. It's, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So on the other side of awesome, how about each of you tell me what is your least favorite coaster? My least favorite coaster, T3 at Kentucky Kingdom, Terra the Third Power. That, 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 that almost made me go to the hospital. That's all I got to say about it. It was so bad. And um, I would punch the, I know my dad's my father, but he made me go on this a second time. And um, <laughs> what a bad decision he made. I could like, you know, I like, I like do this if I was, I like, I like to give coasters a second chance. I always give them a second chance because, you know, sometimes it's got a bad wheel. Sometimes if it's a wooden coaster, you know, it's just not running right. And, you know, they do maintenance on them, grease the track. So I always give it a second. Yeah, I almost went to the hospital with that. Tyler, was, was it, is it because T3 was very rough? Um, I know yeah. the, I've written a couple of Vacoma SLCs. Uh, Mindy Racer over at Six Flags America was my first one. And I know that the over-shoulder restraints are way different from T3. T3 has like the seatbelt style restraint. Um, when I went on T3, I felt like I was going to slip out of the seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um well, so is it just because it was a really rough ride or was it did you I get your head banged really like, hard when we were on the brake run the thigh crushing was so intense on that ride i mean it was like i thought the circulation was gonna get I, cut off to my feet on there i mean yeah. it, was, it was pretty bad and then it was just really it seemed like and it's not even my worst favorite i'll tell you guys what my worst favorite what my yeah worst coaster ride was but on T3, it was just so herky-jerky. There was no fluidity to it. It just seemed like really those trains didn't seem to, I don't know, belong on that, that, that coaster to me. But, um, but I can name one worse, actually. So <laughs> that, that, uh, we What's that? 
Um, Nighthawk at Carowinds just, I, we had a terrible ride on that thing. <laughs> I mean, and I am a huge fan of, of Firehawk and X, the original, X, I wrote the original X-Flight at Jag Lake and I love that ride. And I mean, I, that holds a special place in my heart. So when we went down to Carowinds, I thought, oh, this is going to be just like it. And it's not. <laughs> it was it was rough. And there was, uh, I hit my head on there. And I, I mean, I lost my sense of where I was and I couldn't get my balance back afterwards. I couldn't get like you were talking about your experience, you know, afterwards on um, Tigris. I kind of had the same experience. I could go on anything and not get sick from it. But when I walked off that one, I needed to sit down for a while. And uh, I, I just did not have a good ride on it. So I'm going to go for that one. It's my least least favorite ride, least favorite coaster. Well, at least we got the credit. We get all the credits at Carolyn's in one day. So that's good. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> John, you're the third You're the third guest that has mentioned uh, Nighthawk. Oh, over it's Carolyn's. <laughs> just oh, yeah. watch your head because I hit my head. You know, they got a small cushion behind you. And now one of the turns, I just tipped my head on the hard fiberglass thing. And I mean, it was it was pretty bad. So, yeah, I would say the worst one. Well, Nighthawk definitely was was a one and done for me because it made my stomach feel like it was left at the station when I got off that. So but it's really it's neighboring coaster. Kitty Hawk is my least favorite oh, yeah, that's, there another, that's another challenging coach hang and bang right there hang and yeah. bang yeah yeah that's another challenging one they have several at that park but yeah those two are those that two was are. the first coaster to ever give me a severe headache that i had to go see medic for aspirin and i yeah. was out of commission for a couple of hours which killed two hours of my day from writing fury so yeah. i was like i said one and done i'm never riding that coaster again yeah that's that yeah I agree. that's so rare yeah. there might just be one time where an enthusiast goes on this coaster but then has to go to the hospital because yeah hurt yeah. himself yeah, yeah well let's let's hope that's not yeah, the case most of that. us well most of us know how to to ride most of us know how to handle like handle. i know like on demon that's usually a rough coaster but um you know how to ride I, it now. yeah i know how to ride it now like keep your head forward little bit right and i like that used to be the coaster where i said hey i'm never going on a looping that was like before i knew like how to write but now i know how to write it if you go into the back row at demon and this is not the one at california's great america this is the one at six flags great america during the first drop you get strong ejector airtime that's what i love about that yeah i I go on it all the time and plus it's dead you can marathon it it's awesome yeah 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 these uh, these older coasters, especially steel coasters, they, you know they get very rough, and it's uh, it's not about being a coaster enthusiast and be able to handle these rough rides. It's not what we're about. It's you know about how maybe how how being able to best handle them, but it's not really a, an accomplishment thing. It's just these rides are not running like they're supposed to anymore. Some of them, and like for example, you brought up Nighthawk. Um, I have been on all three Flying Dutchmen that were installed here in the U.S. Of course, they're you know starting to go away. Um, I've been on X-Flight. I went to Geauga Lake when it was uh, owned by Six Flags after you know, they bought SeaWorld and, and so forth. And the, the Worlds of Adventure, I think it was called. Those couple of years it was open. I got that rare kind of park credit. Um, I've uh, been on Firehawk right before it closed at Kings Island. And I, I technically have not been on Nighthawk, but I've been on that coaster because I rode it in opening year at California's Great America, wow. which was then Paramount's yeah. Great America, which was called Stealth originally. And I remember when they announced that ride and they were building it and it was a you know, huge coaster. And I rode it opening season and the year after before they moved it out to uh, Carowinds. 
and it rode great. I mean, again, it was, it was, it's not that the ride is a rough ride period. It's just that it hasn't aged well, you know, steel coasters, they don't age well. So, yeah, um, uh, you know what? And I, like I said, I always try and give them a second chance. I mean, I've had some rough rides on lost coaster at Indiana beach that I swore I'd never, but you know, I went on it again. I'm like, you know what, whatever I had, whatever was the problem before is not the problem. Now it's actually enjoyable, you know? So, I mean, I always give them a second chance, but you'd, you'd have to really do some, some convincing, uh, to me. You, convince you, yourself. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you'd have to do some really big convincing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Right. Makes sense. It makes sense. All right. So, uh, is there anything else that either you want to mention or give advice to our, our audience? Anything else you want to share? Okay. So I have a couple pieces of advice. So the first thing is that what I've learned over these past couple of years is, uh, trying new things like, uh, a lot of times, um, I'll say maybe four years ago, I had, I'll say a personal eating problem where if someone were to give me like barbecue and chicken from a restaurant that I've never ate, I would be like, ah, I don't want this. Or I would make all these excuses. But I remember in Texas, we uh, tried it at a place called Rudy's Barbecue and I tried it and it was so good. Yeah, it was so right. good. That, that kind of relates to coasters because you said, you know what? I tried coasters and that, you know, I tried to and I loved them. You know, I loved Joe. Now I can try other things. Let me try some other things in life that maybe I just had this this hang up about and you tried some new foods and you actually liked them. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I mean that that's that's wonderful. That's 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 one of the things that you've made a lot of progress on. Another one is uh, like sometimes my dad has talked about uh, thinking about other people and going out of your way to make somebody's day. And it's kind of like helping others, but it's kind of in a theme park way. So sometimes me and my dad go out to uh, help others be brave, ride coasters, and maybe it could be another thing in life. Uh, who knows? And also including everybody is another big thing at meetups. We don't, me and my dad don't want to have people left out. Like in fact, for our um, Georgia trip, uh, I invited a couple of my friends and they said, yes, well, we'll uh, go and meet up with you down in Georgia. And we're all the way from the Chicago area. So if we invite all of my friends, it makes it just more fun to have more friends and to ride coasters and to do other things. And we want to be inclusive and not exclusive. And I know Coaster Kids is kind of uh, what I'm in. And it's kind of like all about being inclusive and including others. It just makes it more fun and just makes it kind of more improving on my social skills and further improving in other things in life. And if I can add something to that, when we were in Texas, we met a couple young coaster enthusiasts um, and we kind of had a little Coaster Kids meetup at Six Flags Over Texas. And as hard as it was that day, because the park was really busy, it was a Saturday and um, the boys wanted to get on their credits, but yet they had on the other hand, they all took time out to hang out with these um, younger coaster kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure you guys made those, those kids days and they're going to remember that. For and guess time. what? That's what it's all about. And guess what? I'll just say this right now. That is much, much, much more important than getting all the coaster credits. Yeah. To be honest with you. But you wound up getting both. It worked out. Yeah. So sometimes that's yeah. how things and are. Also right? another thing, when I was doing my blog on my YouTube channel, I said a very important quote that we're hanging out with everyone and anyone, no matter what the situation is. I don't care if something's going around or what's happening or if uh, well, you, something happens at the theme park, we're still including everybody. Well, that's, 
that's what to do with your coaster kids. Tyler's a big coaster kid fanatic, and um, he's he's all about hanging out with everybody and having meetups and meeting new friends. And you know, he knows he knows kids all over the country now, and he's got a lot of good oh. friends from coaster kids. So you know, he's he's going to keep on 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 having that motto and having that that um, be brave and right on message. Yeah, exactly. so, and he's an ambassador for coaster kids, which he's really proud of. So um, hopefully in the future, as COVID dies down, you know, we're going to be able to do more and more of that type. Excellent. I love it. And, uh, you know, I said a couple of good things there. You know, talk about um, kind of helping people in a special theme park way, like, you know, you've talked, inclusivity you mentioned as well, but also just kind of helping with, you know, make sure people have a good day at a park. And I just had a situation like that come up today where I can make a difference for someone. Uh, I mentioned them earlier in the podcast, Larry and Gene Lines, again, good friends of Coaster Challenge been on the show. Uh, I mentioned that they're going to be coming here to Florida for uh, AP previews for Velocicoaster next week. They're going to be their whole week. And they decided just to, you know, be a little more budget conscious. They're not renting a car. So uh, they asked me, they texted me earlier this afternoon. And for the last day, we're planning to get together. They're leaving on Friday. I think we're going to do a park that day. And they said, Hey, you know, could you, we leave your, leave our backpacks in your car that way they don't have to worry about you know, keeping the hotel room or storing them somewhere. And I told him, I wrote him back and I said, Larry and Gene, I'm going to do one or two better than that. I will pick you up at your hotel and put your bags in your in my car, go wherever we're going to go. And then when we're done, I will take you to the airport. And, you know, they were, you know, happy and, and, and thankful and so forth. But no, that's just who I am. I just like helping people. David, you know, I know he will, you know, he will definitely, you can relate to that and, and vice versa. David and I are always looking out for each other as friends. And, you know, I think in the theme park community, you know, there are challenges, there's bullying and, and a lot of, um, you know, when we talked to uh, uh, Jeff Joyner a few, few weeks ago, he talked about how there's a lot of fighting you know, about what the best coaster is. And really, it's really just about the favorite. We don't ask you what the best coaster is because there is none. Each person is a different favorite. And that's what we want to talk about. So there's, you know, a lot of this negative conversation that can happen uh, out there. But putting that all aside, there's a lot of positivity. Like what you guys talked about today, the mission of Coaster Kids, the mission of Coaster Challenge. And like Coaster Kids, like you guys, Coaster Challenge is all about inclusivity. We don't exclude people or bully anyone because they have a different belief about this or that. And so I'm glad that you guys have that same perspective. That's very heart, very heartening. So um, last thing I want to ask you guys, and actually, um, Tyler, you you alluded to this. You mentioned about YouTube channels. So uh, mm -hmm. please go ahead and share with our audience because again, we're about inclusivity. We're about exposing people to different different channels, different videos, different podcasts. So tell our audience where can they find you on social media and. YouTube and you know where where are you and putting up things and posting content? So they can find me on Tyler four four four. Got it. And you said is there a space there or an underscore? Or yeah, is it just Tyler, Tyler space four four four. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. And that's on YouTube. You said yes. Okay. And our, yeah, I have Instagram. It's called Tyler the Coaster Kid. No caps. No spaces. Great. Great. I'll I'll be at following you after we're done recording here. I, I've been getting more active on Instagram recently. Great. Excellent. Well, um, thank you very much, guys, for taking the time to talk to us today and telling your story. I think our listeners really appreciate this. It's a very heartwarming, very positive and encouraging story. Um, you know, it's more than just about facing fear. You know, you really have kind of a more extreme situation here with some adversities you faced early on in life. And now you're flourishing. You're enjoying the coasters. You got all these friends getting straight A's, multiple semesters. Mm -hmm. So you keep going. You keep going, Tyler. You guys keep enjoying those rides. Thank you, Andrew. And thank you, David, for, for having us. We appreciate it. And, um, if there's anything we can do to help the cause and help 
help you guys let us know. So, well, it's an honor to have you guys on and Tyler, your story is really amazing and you're a true hero in my book. And I want you to keep doing, keep living your passions and help others do the same. And that's what our mission here has been. Just like with Coaster Kids, we got to make this, we got to make our world a better place. And you're just, you're just one example of you are doing one person at a time. You're helping everybody be able to live a better life. And I thank you for your service on that and for your passions. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, John and Tyler. Thank you for being on. So David, what did you think of that interview? Very heartfelt. Very amazing story. Um, I'm really glad that uh, they came on to share their story, their struggles, how they overcame fear, how they're you know not letting obstacles, get in disabilities the get in the way. It was just, I think that anybody out there who is going through what John and Tyler and his family have gone through, uh, this is a really good, good way to help guide them to be able to live better lives. And uh, this is a testament to that. And uh, like I said, I think Tyler is a true hero. Always done. I'm really proud that he's a straight A student and uh, it just how it's just amazing how roller coasters can really change a person's life. Yeah, it, it definitely puts a perspective, puts things into into perspective on it's just what if I just did this and not not fear it just do it a lot of times is life is short and i think is that enjoy the little things and just put your right foot forward push your fears and just do it or use that fear as bravery yeah i mean it takes it, it takes courage to face your fears that's 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 that that that's <laughs> that slogan right there sounds very familiar that was one of our original slogans <laughs> but uh, yeah i mean it takes great courage to face your fears it does. And uh, and Tyler is a, a testament to that. And uh, I'm really honored to have them both on today. And uh, I really want to thank everybody out there who's been listening. I hope you all learned something from John and Tyler's story. If you guys have any uh, feedback or comments, uh, make sure to make comments down below on the uh on your podcast network definitely uh give us a thumbs up uh give us a good review if you have any suggestions feedback or ideas, week, um, ideas yeah um send us an email at coasterchallengeusa at gmail.com or you can also find us on instagram twitter and facebook under coaster challenge podcast and you can send us a message there we'd love to hear your feedback and any ideas you guys got out there you want to hear on the podcast send them our way and we'll definitely review them and we'll definitely take the time to talk about it in upcoming episodes but we had a really awesome it was really awesome today and we got a very exciting one next week uh so make sure to tune in every friday we have a new episode out every friday make sure to share this with your family and friends make sure to tell them a lot about our podcast well well jd i look forward to having to talk to our viewers next week oh yeah well thank you again john and tyler for coming on yeah but until then this is David Cantu. This is J.D. Prescott. And we'll see you all next week right here on Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge.